Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, December 5th, 2015, and you are tuned in to another edition of The Misty Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again after this Thanksgiving break is the lovely D-Money. How you doing? <laughs> oh, I get D-Money, okay. You know what? There's a reason why I'm referring to you as D-Money as, today, as of today. And I'm going to explain that. Um, as all of you know, it's Christmas time, and as Dee and I have mentioned before, we're each other's wing girls when we go out shopping. Um, and today was our first official shopping excursion, so I've decided, Dee, that for the next few weeks, I'm going to refer to you by your ride-or-die shopping name, <laughs> which I have decided is Dee Money. Are you J-Love? <laughs> As in love to shop, sure. Love to shop. Jay Lovis. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that after Christmas, I might be refer- referring to you as D flat, but that's another story. We we both maybe <laughs> be a little flat, be a, be a little broker, but hey, that's okay. That's the joy of it. We're going to be very, very broke. We're going to be more broke than what we are. Let's put it that way. Yeah, let's put it that way. But hey, it's it's the joy of giving. It's the season for giving. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, we hope that all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and you didn't eat too much and hopefully didn't spend too much money on Black Friday or I guess as we should say now, I guess people start spending their money on Wednesday night, Thanksgiving morning. I know I did. Because it started Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) And some even started, you know, like you were saying, you know, pre-Thanksgiving. So. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, let's just remember there's a Thanksgiving holiday in there, people. There's a Thanksgiving holiday in there. Yeah, I think they've kind of been skipping over that now for a couple of years, but this time, you know, I've done most of my stuff online, so I didn't really get out there in any of the craziness or anything. So I, I was good this year. Well, that's good. I hope everybody was safe and didn't end up on CNN fighting over a TV or anything. Yeah. Hope everyone just got and that you are getting what you need. Just be safe and careful with it and enjoy the season and remember the reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, family, friends, you know, giving, sharing, spending time together, all that good stuff, you know, because exactly. I think sometimes we can get too caught up in the materialistic stuff. So, you know, just remember the reason for the season. Exactly. And in in the spirit of the season, today's topic is entitled Heartwarming Animal Stories. But before we get started, we want to give out the answer to yesterday's pet trivia question. Okay, the question is, what is the average lifespan of a goldfish with proper care? Okay. Yeah, assuming you're feeding it the way it's supposed to be fed and you're keeping the water clean the way it's supposed to be kept clean, what would be the average lifespan with proper care? With proper care. Okay, so I've seen many TV shows where the goldfish kind of goes to goldfish heaven pretty soon. But 
let's see, proper care, I would say, you know, with proper care, I would say maybe two to three years. You know what? Actually, it's longer than that, and I was surprised. Really? The answer, according to this site, I think I wrote it down, but either way I'll put it on our um, social media pages, but the answer is five to ten years. Wow, okay. Well, that's good to know because I always felt for some reason, and it's probably how they're they're portrayed in television, that they only had a very short span of life. Yeah, because it does seem like they go belly up pretty quickly, but I guess that's if you're not cleaning the water, you know, the proper amount of times per week and you're not feeding them or either you're overfeeding them. Um, But check this out. It says in the wild they can even live up to 25 years. Little goldfish, you go. All right. You're an adult. Wouldn't have thought that. And and it it gets even, even stranger. I guess this is good for the goldfish. But they said the oldest goldfish ever recorded lived to be 43 years old. There you go, goldfish. There you go. That is awesome. You know, I never would have thought of that. I never would have thought that a goldfish could live to be 43 years old. No, because, I mean, they're so small. I don't even think I would have thought just a regular fish could really live to be 43 years old. They're small and tiny, and, and, you know, they're just out there. You think of, I know Nemo, I don't think he was a goldfish, but, you know, I think of Nemo and I think of all his little friends that he had, and I I don't see them living that long. But I'm so happy Mm -hmm. to hear that. That's nice to know. There are a lot of old And you think of predators, too, because, you know, with them being so small. But I guess these are the ones who survived the predators. I guess they can live that long in the wild. I would get me a nice little niche somewhere, and this would be my area. (laughs) Away from a shark to the shark and, you know, Daisy the dolphin and all the ones that might want to eat me. Yep, I would just be hidden out behind some seaweed, just chilling. Just chilling, just watching the watching the sea life go by. <laughs> now keep in mind that um, how long they live depends on the proper care in their tank environment, and they do require a lot of upkeep. So yeah. probably for the average person, you're probably not going to get that five to ten years, but just know that that is a possibility. Yeah, if you're really diligent with it and you do what you're supposed to do, hopefully maybe you could possibly you know, get into that area. So maybe you want to think about that show we did where we said, you know, animals that live a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, that that is something to think about. Yeah, you might okay. want to take some provisions just in case. So keep that in mind. Oh, and yes, I did write down the site. So special thanks to pet.thenest, and like nest, N-E-S-T, pet.thenest.com because they provided that information. Um, be sure to check out Friday's blog entry for our next pet trivia question at she'satorty.blogspot.com. And links from information used in today's episode can be found after the show at twitter.com forward slash Missy Show and also on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Missy.show44. Okay. On to our uplifting episode, Heartwarming Animal Stories. And, you know, Dee, with everything going on in the world, I think we could certainly use some heartwarming we stories. We could certainly use some heartwarming, great news, feel-good stories with everything that's going on in the world. So this should be a really good warm your heart, bring a tear to your eye, a happy tear to your eye. Yes, yes. We have enough of the other kind. So, yeah, we're going to... 
um, give you some some happy stories, happy endings. Even if they start off a little where they could be semi-sad, we promise these are all going to end happy. They're going to end happy. I, you know, I was I was scrolling through the internet and I saw a story that just warmed my heart. Actually, I saw a picture and I thought, what in the world is going on? And I saw a picture of a rescue. Um, well, actually, it was a picture because I didn't even know it would look like a rescue. It was a helicopter. There was a rope. There was a man dangling from the rope, and there was a dog in his arms. Oh. And you could see the dog's face, and it just looked like, thank you so much, it was on his face. And once I investigated further, I found out that this was all going on in McKinley, Texas. And it actually kind of was a rescue of two people. And the title was The Dog Thanks. Texas firefighter with huge kisses after a harrowing flood rescue. And basically what went down, and I think this was like, I think in Texas they had like a rainstorm a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week or something, but there was there was some type of rainstorm that kind of caused some flooding there. So basically the story goes, a grateful canine showed his appreciation to a brave firefighter, firefighter after being saved from ravaging floodwaters. Duke the Belgian Malinos, I think that's what kind of dog he was, and his owner, Edward Emrich, were homeless and living in an encampment under a bridge in McKinley, Texas, when they found themselves in crisis. As their makeshift shelter became overwhelmed by floodwaters, Emrich called 911 with the hopes of quickly being rescued by first responders. Rescuers were able to ping cell phone towers to find his location just in time. When the rescuers arrived, they had to work fast to retrieve Emrich and his beloved companion. And someone, a photographer on the scene said he poked over the guardrail and he saw a dog. And literally, he said that was all he saw at first was a dog standing on water. And basically what he was seeing was him, the dog was actually standing on his um, owner's shoulders. And the, oh owner, the owner was actually, that's how deep the water had gotten. The, the the owner was kind of under the water, and he was holding the dog up on his shoulders. Oh, so that he, you know, could, I know it, the, the scene was crazy. So the two had to be hoisted to safety from the top of the bridge. Emmerich clutched, on, clutched onto Duke as he was pulled upwards by first responders. Once the pair was brought to safety, Duke made sure that his rescuers knew just how much he appreciated their efforts. His Feet hit the ground and he almost instantly went to the firefighter that saved him and jumped all over and licked him and kissed him and hugged him and thanked him. And it was a really touching thing to watch. And if you get an opportunity, this came from WideOpenCountry.com. But all you have to do is kind of type in, you know, um, Dog Thanks Texas Firefighter and you'll get the, the actual photos of it because of the photographer that was on the scene. And he did a really great job of showing scene by scene by scene of the rescue. And at the end, you get to see how happy Duke was and how many dog kisses he gave that firefighter and the thanks he sent out to all those first responders that responded to them. It was, I, I swear I was sitting there just about to probably did cry. But um, it was a touching, touching scene, and that's like the best story you could possibly hear. Oh, my goodness. And that just goes to show you how intelligent animals are, just that that animal has a sense to be grateful. You know, it's very beautiful unconditional gratefulness to the first responders that in that particular one, all of the ones that showed up, of course, but that particular one that carried them out and hoisted them up and got them out of there. And the first thing he did was go to them and say thank you. So come on, people. 
the animals are showing us how we need to live our lives. So just follow suit. Be grateful, yes. be thankful. Yes, that's a great, that's a positive message for this time of year, especially right after Thanksgiving and leading up into Christmas. Be grateful, exactly. be thankful. Be grateful, be thankful. And Duke and 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 Emmerich, we are very happy you guys are alive and well, safe and dry. Yes, very, very glad that was a happy ending for you and your owner, your pet parents, should I say. Well, I have one, and this is actually on YouTube, and I will be sure to provide the link for you guys. I don't know if you all have heard about this gentleman who, I believe he's in the Wyoming area. I was kind of like reading the different um, YouTube comments, and he was kind of like, you know, answering some people's questions because they were asking him, like, what area he was in because he, he it seemed like he had a lot of really beautiful land and, and everything, but he, he was out, and he noticed a mother deer and her two babies, but one of the babies had an injured leg and it was limping and it couldn't keep up with the mom and its sibling. And so it ended up getting separated from them and the mom, you know, she just never came back for it. And so the the guy knew that if he just left the, the fawn out there that, you know, there were predators because they were, like, showing that there were bears in the area and everything. And so it was surely probably going to be killed. And so what he ended up doing was he brought the little fawn back with him, you know, to his property, and he was nursing it back to health. You know, he he actually, you know, got a bottle for it, and he was um, giving it milk. And, I I mean, it's a really – they have a short version of the video, and then I think there's an extended version. It's, like, maybe about 15 or 16 minutes long. But it just shows him, like, caring for the fawn, and he's, you know, feeding it. And he even makes it a little leg brace out of an oatmeal box. So luckily, its leg wasn't broken, but it did have some type of injury, you know. But he was, you know, walk or I think it was a she. She was walking around with her little leg brace on. And the thing that was so sweet, Dee, was that the guy has um, other animals. He has, like, two dogs and two cats. And at first, <laughs> you can kind of see the cat. You know how cats are. And the cat was sort of looking like, okay, what is this? What is what, that? What have you brought in this house? That's the funniest looking cat I've ever seen in <laughs> And the dog is just like looking confused. The dog is just like, oh, okay. Well, well, I don't know what that is, you know. But the dog seems a bit more curious, you know. We but, don't know. Yes, I see. <laughs> but eventually they all, you know, warmed up to it, and, and he just became like any other pet that the, the um, man was parent to. So. Actually, he had another dog named Mac, and Mac actually became the son's foster dad. And it was so cute. I think Mac, he said Mac is a Bernese mountain dog. So I I don't know if most of you are familiar with that. It's spelled B-U-R-N-E-S-E. thought it would have been Bernese, but it said Bernese mountain dog. Okay. And um and Mac was a surrogate father to or foster dad to the little fawn and the fawn would like follow him around and Mac would just lick the fawn and you know he just you know he he it's like he became his little you know his little sibling almost or like his his little kid and he would just lick him and you know he would even stand guard while the fawn was sleeping it was so cute. Aww. And and he would watch out for the fawn, and and they were like best best of friends. I, I guess the fawn got along with all the other animals, but I guess he really attached with Mac 
and and everything, but the um, man who nursed the son back to health, he knew that he couldn't keep him. He knew that eventually he needed to release him back in the wild or her back in the wild. And I think he said that he had her for like 11 to 12 days because someone asked how long he had her. Um, but eventually he did um, try to go back out there and find her mother or find another deer who was had just given birth because I guess he knew the seasons and about the times that they gave birth. And so he went out there, and he would take the deer, he would take the baby deer out there with him, and he tried to kind of, you know, let her stay out there a little bit. He would he would still be there, like watching her. But there was one time where there was a mother deer out there, and he was trying to get the little fawn to go over there with her, but the fawn kept following him. <laughs> he tried to leave, and she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, you're my dad. I'm coming with you." And so she she would follow him, and it was so cute. And I don't think I could have let her go. I think I just would have been attached to her, but he just knew he couldn't keep her. And so eventually one of those times, but he said he didn't get that part on film because he didn't have his camera with him, he was able to get her to go ahead and connect with another family of deer. And he says um, he still sees her. He still sees um, her and, like, the mama deer and another deer. And so... She was successfully released back out into the wild and her leg healed and everything. So I thought that was, you know, a really happy ending, happy story. That's so sweet. And I don't think I could let her go. I know. I know because she was so cute and she was just like Bambi. She had the little little white spots on her and everything, just like Bambi. I mean, it's better. Of course, it's always better if they can be acclimated back into the the wild, you know, that's first and foremost. But... My heart, I probably would be there every night with a flashlight. <laughs> you see her? <laughs> you see okay? <laughs> yeah, but you you have to look at the video. But I'm, I'm gonna post the link to it so you guys can see it. But but it's really cute. It's a cute video, and he put it together nicely, and it has music to it and everything. That's so cool. Well, I was able. Of course, you know that I adore dogs, and I love all animals. But you know, dogs are my all right, up there on my list, but aside from dogs, you know my other animal, Jay. I know you do with my other animal. If I could have one in my backyard. <laughs> Wait, I've forgotten what your other animal is. You know my other animal is the elephant, Jay. The elephant, that's right, that's right. You know if I could have an elephant in my backyard, I would. <laughs> So of course I kind of wanted to bring a story about a happy ending. My 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 other favorite animal, my other I call them my other dog, the big dog. Because yeah. I don't think that they're big dogs. And so I I came across a story, and this happened this past week actually, um, about two um, elephants. And basically what it was is after 50 years they had been in chains and abused in a circus, they were able to get released and taken to a um a sanctuary for them. Um, these two elderly pachyderms, as they call them, traveled in style a 1,300-mile trek to their new home. And the pictures you have to see are just awesome. The elephant's names are Mia and Sita, and they are two 50-year-old female elephants who spent most of their lives in chains at an Indian circus. And I can't – I'm going to try to say this name of this um, <laughs> This, this this country in India, this place in India, I think it's Tumurvana Mali or something, but it's a very, very long word. Um, thanks to the Wildlife SOS, which is a rescue rehabilitation organization, and they were able to travel in style. They got their shackles off of them. 
and they're going into retirement, thank goodness, into an Indian sanctuary filled with mud baths and papayas and plenty of TLC. And one of the um, notes that they put in here was that one of the elephants was so relieved after the 1,300-mile trip because they don't believe that these, I mean, they, they know they were abused. They were in an Indian circus somewhere, and they, they weren't treated fairly, and they don't think that they ever actually had an opportunity to, to lay down. So oh, I, no. they, they, I, I think that they said they don't really know if they ever got an opportunity to try to lay flat or whatever to get, because they were chained the entire time and everything. And so one of the elephants after the 1,300-mile um, trip, when she got to her new home, they said she got out and she just laid down on the ground and took a nap. Oh. And, then, and they have a picture of her just laying down, and, and I'm, of course I'm going to afford you can post it, but it was one of the most, I mean, if you could just look at her face, bless her heart, it's a look on her. I love elephants. I think that they carry a special spirit and soul inside of them. I don't know what it is. I don't know what my attraction is, but I just think that there's something spiritual about an elephant. And the look on her face is just one of complete and utter relief and happiness and just like she has just exhaled. I don't know any other way to put it. But um, they had to take a 1,300-mile uh, track across the thing. They do. They did have some, some medical problems, as I'm, I'm sure anybody would think they would after 50 years of, of abuse and everything. But they are right. being tended to. But they took a trek across in this um, decked-out trailer that had an incline roof, an electric ramp. They had elephant-sized showers and plenty of room for the veterinarian team. And as they were coming through the town, the elephants were sticking their trunk out and waving around at the people. And, I mean, it was like they were going through a parade. And they have the picture showing it. And as you can tell that they know that they are out of whatever it was they were in. And you can tell that they know that they're going to a place of peace and happiness. And they, on the way, stopped at a sugarcane field so they could get a snack. And they, the the local um, sugarcane farmers, donated their sugarcane to them. And so they went there to the sugarcane. And it's the cutest thing because they get out of their little decked out little pimp my ride uh, van. <laughs> and, they, and they get out and they're at the sugar cane field and they're just like getting so much love and, and and cheers from the people and they get their little sugar cane they have their little snack and they finally get to the sanctuary and as soon as they get there one of the ones and I think it was Sita the one that lay down she they have this um, cool pool and so as soon as she got off I don't know if she smelled the water or, or what it was but she went directly over to the cool pool and got in there and soaked. And they think it's because she's never had an opportunity to swim. She's never been able to go into water and actually be immersed in it. So she, they said that she soaked in the, the cool pool for a while. So it, it's a wonderful story, and they're learning how to be real elephants. They're getting so much love and attention from the Wildlife SOS. Shout out to you guys all the way over in India. And... um they are just going to live the rest of their lives the and very well cared for and loved. Oh, that that is such a beautiful story, and it, it nearly makes me want to cry when I think about the fact, like, you know, you see elephants on TV, and they're, they're all, they like splashing in water. They love being in water and just they like the thought that. that they never got a chance to do that. 
they never got and they said they have a picture of her going into the the cool pool and it is just it just makes you I swear I read this story and I was like, Oh <laughs> Oh no but they look so it's one of those looks of it's just I think it's the same look that you, you see on a dog's face when it's been, you know, abused or whatever and they finally get rescued and they and they're in their forever home. And that look of appreciation, I guess the same way that Duke had when the rescuers came and, and kind of, you know, and he got down and the first thing he wanted to do was to thank his rescuer. They had this same kind of piece of appreciation and gratitude look on their face. Well, my wish for them is that they have a lot more life to live. I don't know how long elephants live, but I hope they really have long lives because yeah. I don't like the thought of that they, you know, they were in captivity all that time because I know you said they were already 50, but I hope they, they have a lot more life to live and, and just enjoy themselves in their new sanctuary. I hope they get all kinds of mud baths and and, <laughs> and sugarcane snacks and just have a wonderful, wonderful rest of their lives. Yes, yes. That is, I like that story. It it was a wonderful one. I thought, oh, my God, it's my big dog. It's the big dog. <laughs> yeah, they do, there is something about elephants where they do seem like, just like you said, like they just have this pure spirit about them. There's just yeah, the, a beauty about them. It's a beauty. It's a beautiful calmness and sereneness and beauty about them that has attracted me to, I've been attracted to them since I was little. And there's just something about them that they have this inner spirit and spirituality that they carry that I connect with for some reason, don't know why, but I love them. And 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 Sita and 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 oh, what was the other one's name? I forgot. Mia and Sita, um, hopefully, will go on and carry their spirit and touch everybody's lives, and everybody can be touched by them. Yeah, we definitely have to put that on there. We're going to put all of them on there because we want you guys to to have the opportunity to. Feel the love, just like we're feeling now. It's inspirational, people. Feel the love. Connect with the love. And you know what, Dee? I wish you could see this picture that I'm looking at now of um, this golden retriever named Koa, K-O-A. Mm-hmm. And she has a baby bunny on her head. <laughs> okay. Um, it seems that Koa adopted a family of bunnies, some baby bunnies. Um, let's see, Koa, the golden retriever, loved chasing lizards around the backyard and luckily letting them go after the friendly game of tag. One day, Koa was hunting for reptiles when she got an adorable surprise. A group of wild baby rabbits was nestled in the yard. The human family was prepared to raise these bunnies, but Koa was set on protecting and caring for her new bunny children. Oh. So Koa insisted, so she she was nursing those little bunnies and taking care of them. And dogs are very protective, just like they're the dog was protecting the little fawn. They so are I think very, that's a good match. They are very, very protective. They, you know, once the dog kind of, kind of, you know, and, and this, the one thing I love about them is that, and then the other animals do this as well, but they will kind of bring in, like you say, it's not just about being another, a puppy or something. They'll bring in just something, you know, that they feel they need that they need to protect. Whether mm-hmm. it be a baby bunny, you know, whether it be a, uh, I think I saw a story once about a squirrel, or you yeah. know, it, or I saw a story about um, a stray dog that cared for a missing toddler, and this actually occurred in 
Pritzwin, Poland. Um, Julie, a three-year-old girl that lived in Poland, befriended a stray black dog who would often stop by her house for a little attention, and that is exactly where the young girl was last seen, playing with the pup in her backyard. And before she went missing earlier in the month, the townspeople and rescue officials searched for the girl, but it wasn't until they heard the bark of that fateful stray dog the next day that they were able to locate Julie freezing in a nearby forest. The dog not only ensured that Julie was found, but helped that she helped her survive throughout the night. So, you know, they have this instinctual, instinctual thing to take care of. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's a beautiful thing because you have those instances where sometimes um, infant baby animals, they're they're abandoned by their mom or they get separated from their mom, and it's good that some of the other animals have that protective instinct where they're willing to step in because otherwise, you know, those little babies might not make it. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that we have a minute left. Where did the show go? It went quickly. (laughs) It went very quickly. Very quickly. we had a lot more heartwarming stories to share because I really wanted to share the one about the owl and the chick because every time the owl would lay an egg, it would never hatch. And finally, I think they gave her, I'm going to say it right quick, they gave her a, is it a goose egg? And and actually the goose egg actually hatched for her. And normally owls will kill something that, that isn't another owl, but this hatched for her and she became attached to the goose and she raised the goose. And they have a picture of them, and and the owl has her little head down, and the goose is like kind of like nibbling her little head, and it's so cute. And I'm happy for it. It says Gandalf the owl finally finds a chick. Yay! Family knows no bounds, people. Family knows no bounds. There you go. Love no love. Yeah, I got some of that. Love knows no bounds. No bounds. So since we're down to ten seconds, we just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We don't know what next episode is going to be just yet, but we'll get that scheduled for you and put that on our blog talk page. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody.